mastering your emotions so you can be a safe space for the feminine mm, is yes. actually to me the art of masculinity so i would think it means two things to me one it's always like in the eye of the beholder so realize that it's okay to have a different view than somebody else two it's always being created and recreated uh i i think it means an openness to growth an openness to learning an openness to looking at what is masculinity in me and having curiosity about what parts are serving me and what parts maybe aren't serving me so well anymore. And so the art of masculinity is truly that. If you can master being a lion and a lamb, you've mastered masculinity. The art of masculinity to me means knowing how to gracefully dance between both the feminine flow and the structure of the masculine. This is The Art of Masculinity with your host, Johnny Elsasser. I am uh, hopping on here because I want to talk about the, the king. And many of you guys have heard this. If you're on Instagram or any social media, you got a lot of uh, men's spiritual coaches that want to utilize the king as their selling points for a lot of their programs. And for me, it's very interesting because of the fact that I, you know, I'm very skeptical of these people. First off, most of them haven't harnessed their inner king. And I'm, and I'm saying this with honestly i am i'm saying this with love to them because they're working on that i'm hoping that's their work and they're not misleading people i'd like to believe that's what they're working on but in their effort to help others on that path they're misleading them in a lot of ways of what this king really is and what we're even trying to achieve in life right so like you know people want to throw this term around it's a hashtag term now it's it's used widely in the spiritual world um and it's used to uh, epitomize this transcendent individual within all of us men. Okay. And it's this highest level. Essentially, it's it's a way of giving one word to the higher level being that we can be as men. So I get that. And I understand that. But when I look at this and I start to think about the conversation around it, I look at how people are using it and I look at how they're misleading other men. And then I say, okay, well, if you're you're promoting this very special sovereign place of being this ultimate, rightful, good, faithful, and in and subservient king right because that's part of accessing this king when you do that you're actually you, you're not necessarily in that way or in a in a path of having this happen overnight this becomes a mentality of doing a lot of other things first before that king takes place that's why when we read um robert moore and douglas gillette's book the king warrior magician and lover um when we read that book we, we actually see that the the king it, it, to access him you are actually a servant to others and they talk about how this is usually the last piece to fall in line for all men and there's a lot of reasons in psychology behind why that takes place but utilizing this term it really for me what um kind of the 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 resistant point for me with this when especially when it's used on unsuspecting men who haven't done 
haven't stepped foot into this development space on their own. I don't like to see people misled with a term that is very catchy and it's very trendy for women to want to hear this. So then guys naturally want to gravitate to it, right? Like I don't want, I don't like seeing this happen. And so when we talk about the king, I want to really just open the door of what this really means for guys and then tell you that if anybody's really pitching you on this, you know, overnight development of a king or um, not giving you strategies really based around serving um, the the positive effects of who you are and then also serving the people external to you, truthfully and faithfully serving them, right? If that's not what they're going with this, then they're not really telling you to find that king. They're trying to give you a very subjective version of that king that's not inherent in the psychological depictions of the king. And they're struggling probably in and of themselves to find what this means. Now, I find it very hard to find this king in all of us. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason I find it. And I've never associated myself with that term. I mean, people, if people say that about me, like my wife will say that sometimes about me, like that's my king. And and that's how she feels. Right. But when it comes to that term in and of itself, for me, I don't feel or resonate with it. And the reason why I don't is because there's, there's certain levels that have to, there's certain thresholds that have to be met. And when you're looking at, and I'm going to use the book, you know, the King, the warrior, magician, and lover, because the fact that it's, it gives us a tangible, um, realistic view of what we can say we know our pieces of the psyche or what we've seen classified. Let's put it that way, because there's been other archetypes that have been classified as well. They're just not as mainstream. But when we talk about this, the king is built upon discovering the warrior, the magician, and the lover. You know, you cannot realistically meet that higher king, the one that everybody's talking about that wants to, the spiritual coach dudes want to act like they are. You can't meet that guy unless you actually have the other pieces in line, the other three archetypes. And they all build on one another to support the holy, the king, right? And then this king that we tap into, once we've built that infrastructure to him, then we're able to leverage adaptability. We're able to leverage sovereignty over our own dominion. And when I say our own dominion, we have to think of ourselves internally. What are the things that get you to spin out, right? Like what are the things that cause you to actually take action in a way that is not of your highest self? Well, those are the things we have to learn to govern. What are the things that we're struggling with that we don't feel we're good at? Those are the things that we have to govern before that king shows up. And it's not to say that the king doesn't have problems. But what it is to say is that there's a, a linear path to this. Um, and uh, there is a linear path in the sense that the other archetypes are included in the foundation of the king. There's not a linear path in saying, oh, you got to start with the lover or you got to start with the warrior. Or you got to start with the magician, right? Like, that's not that's not what I'm getting at. So I want to kind of I'm just painting this picture for you guys because of the fact a lot of you are probably hearing this term. A lot of you have probably already seen it. Some of you may have even bought courses that have tried to teach this to you. But ultimately, what I want to do is break the, the kind of poor uh, understanding and arbitrary nature of this term um, and really kind of allow you guys to see the inner workings of it. Because if you, we're really truly going to try to gain this, if we really truly want to be that king in our life, well, number one, it takes years, men. Like this is not an overnight thing whatsoever. It's a sustained 
process in which we build multiple pieces to create a strong foundation for that king to rest upon so that he has the range of what a king needs to be a good sovereign leader. Not only that, and I say sovereign leader because he he is sovereign in his decisions and what he believes is the best for the dominion, but he's also a leader for everybody in that dominion. And what I mean by that is that when you are a king within, you are expected to be a king without as well. And that is reflective on how you treat your ecosystem outside of you is reflective of the king that you are. Now there's negative shadows to the king and there's all kinds of different steps in which the king can show up in negative ways and not whole ways. But when we're looking at the righteous, we're looking at the good, um, the good king that we all are being, you know, sold by these coaches, right? That is what I'm referring to. And if you're looking to find him, it's not impossible, but it's just to know that we have a lot of work to do and and it isn't in a three-month course and it isn't in a fucking one-year course. It's years and years of constantly going through yourself, your struggles, the things that you have going on and making missteps and backsteps as well. I think that is another piece to this that we don't address. And that's why the king is so hard for men to achieve. It's the epitome of the man that we can be. But the biggest thing to for me when we refer to this king is the fact that he is a servant. And I'm going to get back to that um, here in a little bit, but I want to continue down the path of this is not like that ultimate king that we're searching for has a grouping of skill sets. And to be somebody who can reign supremely and justly and righteously and joyously and fairly over their own ecosystem, they have to have that balance. And that adaptability is key because they cannot be fixated on one single process or way of getting things done, nor are they able to anticipate every single problem within their lives. So so that king is fluid and we make back steps all the time in life. There are seasons where this is why I think Again, this is why it, it takes a long time to get there because there are seasons in which one of the archetypes may show up in our in our lives and we're beginning to master that archetype. But as we begin to master that archetype, maybe we lose sight of another archetype. Maybe we lose sight of even the process in which we're in to master that archetype. And maybe we make a back step somewhere in that conversation. And so when I look at all of that, I look at the fact that nobody is talking about how much work it actually takes to find this man within us, this king within us. And they just want to talk about how they can sell you a course for it or sell you a a program that'll get you there and all these things. It's, It's not real, guys. And if we're to respect and value that that terminology and the aspect of what that king really means, right? Like what this dude means to us and to the interpretation of, you know, um, the archetype, if we're actually going into that good version of what that means, we shouldn't really be tossing around the term king and using it the way that they, they, a lot of these men want to use. And one of the biggest things is that because, and here we go, we're coming back to it is the servant mode and being in a servant attitude and being in a servant um, position as a king inherently is is not seen as kingly 
right? Like this is not portrayed as kingly, but when we look at good kings, they are servants to their community, right? Just like the president was designed to be a servant to the people of the United States and not be a career politician, they're supposed to be a servant, do their time and go back to their job. A servant to the people is was their role. That is what the king is to the people. And that is what the king is to also the other archetypes within us as men. He is not just the sovereign leader, but he is also the servant to them as well. How can he best support them? And so when we look at the, the circulation of the archetypes within us and within society also, that is what we need to remember is important. That servant aspect is key to finding that righteous, good, fair king, because if he is not a servant, what does he become? A tyrant, which yes, it is a version of the king. And yes, it is a negative version of the king. So we have to be aware that the negative slopes and shadows of that king can find us in, in our effort to become him. And if we're not careful to assess our position, even if we make it to this pinnacle that everybody wants to throw out there. We make it to the pinnacle of that, that king. Even if we get there, there is still slaps, slaps, <laughs> edges and slopes in which we may fall and turn to a different side of the king or end up taking steps back from that role of that good king that we had developed. It takes a lot of work, not only to get there, but to stay there because the the decisions you have to make to be there and the mindset that you have to have in the, in that position is of very, very high regard and takes a lot to understand and to objectively see everything around him because it's almost a detachment. And this is part of how you access this King, right? This is what they refer to in the book um, is that, you have to detach essentially from that ego, yet that ego is what actually plays a role in most of the kings that we've seen in reality, right? And most of the people and leaders that we see in reality, there's always a sense of tyranny or a sense of judgment and higher value in those people. And that's why the king First and foremost, as they say in the book as well, um, and I truly believe this, the king foremost has to be a servant to himself, but also to the people in his ecosystem. Because when he is there, his value for himself does not exceed that of other people, right? Now, he is looked at by them in a different light, but the way he sees himself is to not see himself above them. And when we actually refer to this, guys, this is where it becomes very hard for the human brain to convert and understand this concept. What I mean by that is that as soon as we start to be looked at as an individual of expertise or power, humans inherently want to absorb that power, um, wield it and utilize it in a way that benefits their life and only their life. And we see this regularly human. There's almost none that I have ever seen get that kind of power equivalent to what we believe a king would be right. And then utilize that strictly for good and to serve other people with no expectation of what is in return. 
right? That is part of being that servant. You have no expectation of what can be provided or what will come on the back end. And whether it even manifests itself in wealth or whether it manifests manifests itself in complete dog shit, you don't, you honestly do not care. And for me, what I've seen for most people is that is incredibly difficult for most men and for most women. There is always an attachment to some form of reciprocity and outcome to the goodness that we perform in our lives. And inherently of that, you could not necessarily achieve that righteous ultimate king in which they talk about. It's an unattainable future, right? Because you're always going to have a sense of desire to have something in receipt. And then you're also going to have the sense of being above other people when you're in those positions, you know? So I, I caution people to look at the King. If you're really honestly gonna go down the road of, of trying to become this King. And I believe all of us should, don't get me wrong. I'm not downplaying the King. I'm downplaying the way people use it now, right? The way people speak about it without actually giving you guys a fucking understanding of what they're talking about. It's so goddamn arbitrary and esoteric. It pisses me off as you can tell, because I don't think it serves men. I think the service to men is to let them understand what that King really is, what he means to him, to the individual, what he means to the community and how to attain him through the constant self introspection and the constant ability to desire to serve. That is part of being that king. And that to me is probably the hardest part because that magician and the warrior and the lover, they all have, those archetypes have to be built on. They have to be cultivated and developed and harnessed in order for us to develop this whole king. And then on top of all of that, that whole king has to utilize all of the skill sets all of the mindset tools, all of the abilities to serve. And that to me is the epitome of all of this. But as I can tell you, most people will inherently want to use any position of power to further their own lives and positions and stakes and monetary income and everything else in in life. They want to use it because the fact that it allows them to have an easier and better life and servitude comes falls out of the uh, equation. And then they end up thinking of themselves and believing themselves to be higher because of some form of expert placed upon their name or some form of expert placed upon their heads by other people. And then as soon as they feel that they forget what they were even trying to attain. And then they try to teach on what they were trying to attain, having never have attained it and having fallen very short of it because the fact that they got consumed by the same things that y'all get consumed by. So when we look at this King, don't let people persuade you based upon some fucking arbitrary bullshit esoteric cosmic view of a king that they don't know what the fuck they're even really trying to give you. They're just using it as a term to sell you a course. Look at the king yourself. Go take a look at the book, man. Like you can pretty much all these motherfuckers are teaching on this anyways. 
just go get the king warrior magician lover read the fucking book and then learn how to access the king and what that even looks like because if you don't have a understanding of what that can look like within you it's hard to even know what it is that you're searching for especially when somebody's trying to explain it to you in terms that are not consistent with how your brain understands things and so this is um actually part of this too and it's, it's kind of a shameless plug but it's not really because we don't even have it going on right now but the the course that i run with my dear friend lucas mack at the end of the course you know we go through this entire 12-week course but at the end we talk about how this king is developed and we give lessons upon that and then we actually teach you guys what you can do in and of yourself to have this process start now we don't say we're going to have you guys become a king. We're not trying to say that our course is about becoming a king. What we are trying to say is that the course is going to give you some of the starting tools to understand what it even looks like to become the king and how that vision can help propel you to something that becomes a lifelong endeavor in all of us, because there's positivity to even creating that as an endeavor. And maybe we never get there realistically realistically guys like let's be honest i have not met a man who is a fucking king there is not a single man that out there that i have met that has created that sovereignty complete sovereignty over himself with an, an unattachment to ego in every state of the word and put himself in the ability to be a servant without desire for something for reciprocity in everything he does there are men that I know who are closer to this than most, but there is not a single one who does not fall short in some area of that. And that is okay. I'm not bashing any of these guys because God knows I'm not fucking there. But what I am telling you guys is that with a understanding of what the king is, these men are so much closer to actually gaining that because of the fact that they know what they're searching for and they look at it as a lifelong endeavor. What you men are getting handed from some of the not so um, servant type kings, probably some of the tyrant kings and the shadow kings out there, they're trying to hand you some shit that is is not going to get you to where you want to go because they they don't even have a clear path of of who they are in that version or they're backstepping in different areas of their lives and haven't even realized that they are even in any version of a king or could be in any version of a king right they may be stuck somewhere else trying to teach you how to be the king so ultimately Let's break this open, understand it, get, get a little bit of knowledge behind this and stop, stop giving people things, money, exchange of energy, your time, whatever it is that is not going to actually improve your existence of the man that you are. Start at baser levels, guys. Start and you know, you fucking know this. I say it all the time, but start at the foundation, right? It's one fucking piece at a time, one step every day. And it's truly just starting with understanding who you are as a man and what you value. Before you can embark 
on any of this before, and I am a firm believer of this. I don't give a fuck what any of these, um, you know, uh, whatever, like Carl Jung says, or fucking Freud, the psychologists that have done a lot of the great framework that we base men's development off of understanding some of the psychology behind it. I don't care what they say. The first thing you have to do 100% is know who the fuck you are inherently and know what it is that is important to you. If you have not classified that you cannot build any of these archetypes that they want to associate with, and then people want to use as fucking hashtags, you're not going to have an ability to gain any of those archetypes. If you don't know who the fuck you are, that is first and foremost, what you got to do guys. So before you embark on any of these things, make sure you have done a self-assessment of who you are in this world, of what you value in this world, of what you believe makes you a man of integrity and honesty and consistency, right? Someone who shows up for himself, someone that knows who he is, is confident and adaptable. When you have that framework set, then these other pieces can come into play. So don't let people continually try to sell you the fucking, you know, the, the island without selling you the means to get to the fucking island, right? You got to have that before you can get over there. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is a fun one for me because I hear this way too often. It's been on my mind recently to come out and have a little bit of a different conversation than most people are having about it. But this is was important for me because I think that this is where we can have a real conversation and help guys, especially guys that aren't really in that world of the esoteric and the cosmic and everything else. When they're not in that space yet, maybe they will be, maybe they want to be, but they're not starting there. This is the conversation we need to have to help those guys get there, to help them get to a point where they can get really deep into this work and allow themselves to access something that is important, like that righteous and fair king, right? Like that good king that they refer to. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, remember, if you guys have not head over to the website, headed over to the website, God, if I could talk today, it would be really nice. Um, if uh, you guys haven't headed over to the website, head over to johnnyelsasser.com. If you guys are ready to open up and be part of a, a community, there's the Elite Man community there. We have videos and recordings in there already. There's some guys in there that are starting that community, and we're trying to build that more. So head over to there, sign up today, and become part of that community. We are doing videos every week. You're getting a, a monthly Q&A. You have the ability to chime in into the community and mighty networks. And also you have the tap into all the other men that are there. So make sure you guys are showing up and become part of that community today. If you need that, that is an accountability of men right there who can hold you to some of the standards that we need to continue to up-level as men in this world. And as always, make sure you guys hop over to Apple iTunes or Spotify, wherever you guys listen to the podcast and give us a five-star review. Let everybody know what you love about the show so they can get a little bit of insight as well. And hopefully they'll join us for the ride. All right, everybody. I appreciate all of you. And as always, remember to drop the ego and stay humble. Until next time.